Welcome to Enneagram U with Damon and Kelly, where we explore the mysteries of human personality and help you learn more about you. Whether you're a skeptic or an enthusiast, together we'll take you on a journey of self-discovery using the ancient wisdom of the Enneagram. This is Enneagram U. Hey everyone, welcome to Enneagram U. My name is Damon and I'm here with my friend Kelly. Hi Kelly. Hey Damon. I'm feeling very something today. Okay, well. I'm trying huh. to put my finger on it for the last five minutes and I I think I didn't get a workout in this morning. I didn't mm-hmm. do my walk. I feel somewhat out of sorts. Okay, that is a feeling, out mm-hmm. of sorts. Yep, so now I, my whole schedule is blown. I don't anybody listening, that's never happened to you. So your schedule of what you thought was going to happen isn't going to happen. And so now I have to somehow get those things done later in the day and probably have to sacrifice very important things like television watching. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are creatures of habit. Yeah. That's my day and how I'm feeling. How yes, about you? How so are you out feeling? of sorts. You know, I kind of am feeling out of sorts too. Oh. Um, I think it's just the urgency of the eight. Mm-hmm. I've told you that I'm a procrastinator, so yes. I stress out on the front end. And so I think I'm looking too far ahead at this week and next week and the week after and just like, oh, all these things going Are on. Are you busy this week? This week is a pretty good rhythm. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, yeah, these added things on my my plate. So um, yeah, so I'm just wanting to get it all done right. today. The right. urgency. So you're just stressful. So you just want to get a lot of things prepared for the upcoming things. It's funny. I want to get a lot of things done. So the rest of the time I just coast. Yes. I just have a hard time like <laughs> maintaining yeah. the balance. So yeah, well, I had a really busy week last week. And so I'm still catching up from that. I know. You get overloaded. and You do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm so. sure we're the only two on the planet. Everybody else just like chills out, does yes. a job, goes home. God have, bless the rest of you that are healthier. And have perfect lives. Yes. I'm not bitter. No, not at all. <laughs> My life is so perfect. Come on. Oh, I get to do this podcast. If only. Yes. And that, you know, that's that's awesome right there. This is the highlight of the week. It most is. Of the time. It is. Yeah, it's fun. So fun. Yes. No, I don't even know what we're talking about yes, today. That's how fun it is. We are talking about the arrows. <laughs> that we were supposed to name many, many, yes, you were, many episodes Yes, this was going to be ago. your claim to fame, claim well, to Enneagram fame. Was, I think the missing, there's a missing piece here, and that is that I need to learn about them first. Yes. Well, <laughs> how humble of you. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should talk about these arrow things. Yes. What, what are, is an arrow? What does it look like? You know, like an arrow. Yeah, but does it? It draws a shape with this circle. We have this circle of numbers, and then yes. there's arrows. And the arrows do make the enneagram look like that weird star-like mm-hmm. shape. Yeah. You know, when I first was introduced to the enneagram, I was like, "What in the world?" It looked almost like satanic. Yeah. Just well, weird. That will make some people not even look at it at all, right? Because that is look the at, barrier. They'll look at that and they'll say, "That is evil. I'm out." Yeah. Yep. But the arrows do have meanings. Mm-hmm. So this is important. Not me and you, though. We looked at it and said, that looks evil. Let's yes. try that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump in with both feet. I want to get certified in that. <laughs> Let's do a podcast on what okay. pushes the envelope. Yeah. Living on the <laughs> that edge. That does say a lot about us. It does. Yes. So the arrows uh, go from like your core number and they go into two other numbers. Mm-hmm. So if you can imagine, like, let's say for you as the nine, mm-hmm. you have an arrow to the three and the six. Gotcha. And so each number has arrows to two other numbers. But I thought initially when I looked at it that they always form the shape of a triangle. But right. they don't, no. do they? No, the only one that does is the three, six, nine. 
Okay. You're in that blending triangle. One. Yes. I thought everyone was like me. Yes. Well, the How threes and the sixes. Yes. <laughs> How special. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Let's start over. Uh, that's the four connected to the, or that's the nine connected to the four yeah. there. I'm special yeah. here. But this is what makes the Enneagram a lot of fun. Okay. So we have our core number. We just talked about the wings. So each number has their wings. And then uh, because we don't stay static, we want to continue to grow. It's important to know just more about the numbers that your arrows go to. Okay. So in uh, Enneagram teachings, there's kind of two theories here. Uh, One is that one of your lines goes to an arrow that is your line of stress, where you go when you're under stress, or some call it uh, disintegration. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) You will disintegrate if you go to this number. Um, Or, uh, and then the other one says that your other line goes to the line of health or growth or integration. Cool. So we kind of look at it that way. Like one of them goes to just an area that you need to watch for when you get stressed out. And one of them goes to a line that you need to go to to grow. And and evidently in this theory, it's not one of the, I mean, it is a certain number. It like, is a certain number. It isn't that you can go positive towards two numbers. It's in this theory, it's one of the numbers is your positive number and one of the numbers is your negative yes, number. Yes, that's okay. right. And so for example, uh, let's just say the one to start out with. Okay. Uh, the one needs to be aware that when they're in their average or unhealthy space, uh, that they can move to the average or unhealthy traits of a four. Okay. So the one, let's say if they're maybe not dealing with their anger, if their anger is coming out sideways, they can start to feel very much like they're on their own. They can feel very much like they're moody, um, can kind of just go to a dark place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, then for the four, their arrow uh, towards stress or disintegration is the two. All right. So that's not confusing. I know. But if we could show people the picture, it would help. Yes, it would help. It would help. Um, And so the four, if they're in that average or unhealthy space, they could go to the average unhealthy space of the two. And so this is where maybe the four might struggle with, again, that moodiness that is maybe leaning into some of the pride, like no one is a friend to you like I am, Mm. or just really kind of feeling that alone, but more in that negative kind of way. Okay. The two goes to the eight. Okay. So the two is a loving person. So I'm just going to call it. It's random. It is connected, but also. It's not. When you look at the picture, it does not look random. No, it's all connected. So the two goes to the eight for negative. The two goes to the eight. So the two is the loving person. If they're not taking care of themselves and uh, pouring into themselves, they can get really angry like the eight. So Mm -hmm. that's where we said, I think when we talked about the two, hell hath no fury as an unappreciated to mm, okay. that like gives and gives and gives, but watch out because after they've given, they can just kind of erupt in anger. Okay. Um, right. And then the eight, interestingly enough, can go to the unhealthy side of the five, which is, which is overthinking. Uh, now, again, we say that eights need to ready fire aim instead of ready aim fire or no, I always get that mixed up yeah. because my natural and, <laughs> you know, inclination is to ready fire aim, mm-hmm. ready aim fire. So this mm-hmm. would be uh, for the eight, if they just kind of get caught up in their head. Mm-hmm. And I know I do that a lot. Like uh, recently I was telling my husband um, there was just a lot going on and uh, he was like, Hey, you doing okay? And I was like, yeah, I just need to let you know, like I've got a lot of things going on right now and I'm just in my head kind of thinking through everything. So how that can present on the outside is maybe that I'm grouchy or angry, but I'm just, Mm-hmm. I'm just caught in overthinking things. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. Yes. Okay. Now the five can go to the unhealthy side of the seven. 
Now that seems totally bizarre. Well, I don't even, I can't remember all these. That's the hard, that's why we have to develop the app. It's like, I can't remember what the unhealthy side of the seven is. Yes. Okay. So the five is the wise person Mm -hmm. goes to that uh, place of gluttony that the seven can go to. Now it's not gluttony necessarily on adventures or food. It could be gluttony of more and more and more and more information. So like there's never enough. Oh, well that makes a lot of sense with the five. Yeah. With the five. Um, let's see. So then the nine. Let's skip that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yes. Go ahead. Actually, no, we don't want to skip the seven. I missed the seven. Oh, good. Let's do the seven first. The seven goes to the unhealthy side of the one. Right. Yeah. So those seem really opposite too. So the seven mm-hmm. as the joyful person, if they're average or unhealthy, can go to that unhealthy side of the one, which is um, perfectionism, mm-hmm. uh, micromanaging. Um, kind of looking at things through kind of that lens of right or wrong, all or none. That doesn't seem like a seven at all. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't say sevens that I know. I have experienced that. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> so tell me about those sevens. Yes. yes. Yeah. So yeah, it can be very much that um, maybe get caught in um, just, yeah, that perfectionism, like it has to be right. I think, you know, I've shared that my husband's a seven and mm-hmm. I wonder sometimes for him, like with even his writing where mm-hmm. maybe a barrier is that it has to be perfect. And mm-hmm. so he can really get caught up in that editing. You know? Ah, So um, he so, does a podcast. Yes, he does a podcast. Okay. Does, yeah. does he edit a bit on the podcast? He does. <laughs> yes. He edits a lot on that. I'm so proud of myself. You yes. know how much I edit this podcast? Mm, pretty much. Nothing. Yeah. We're just totally guys. What you see is what you get yeah. here. Once in a while. I mean, I would, the first podcast, I'd say I chopped a bit more just because I couldn't get any words out of my mouth and I still can't, but now I'm just living with it. <laughs> yes. You've accepted. <laughs> yeah, yes. Here it is. Yep. Okay, so then moving to the nine. So this is for you, but you've already named this, Damon. So you're you'll be at peace with this. So I have a sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> I have been saving that for oh, months and months. Classic. Yeah. So uh, the nine moves to the six. Okay. So like you said, for you uh, and for other nines, if they're in that unhealthy space or average, they'll move to the fear of the six. So maybe thinking worst case scenario, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Okay. Um, and then the six uh, can move to that dark side of the three. So they, like the three, can get more focused on uh, production, performance. Um, I'm only as good as what I do. Okay. And then last but not least, the three can move into the nine. Now, that's one of those two that feels like the three really needs to move into the nine space to be mm-hmm. restful. But the, the three can get into that space of um, just sloth. Um they can get into that space of, I'm trying to think of a good example, because they just seem so mm-hmm. opposite. So they just kind of shut down. They, shut or, down. Or quit going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably for a three, even a little bit of that, mm-hmm. it will feel kind of um, not normal. Right. Right. So yeah. They do need some of it, for sure, to mm-hmm. rest. Um, but yeah, you're saying, yeah, I actually, in the three that I know, I'm not sure I've ever seen that three go to a nine. So, yes. yeah, I have seen it once where a three had really gone through a very difficult situation and they were just kind of like, I'm, I'm done with this. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. whatever you guys want to do. Uh, okay. Check yeah. out when you kind of say it that way, I, I can see that. I can yeah. see that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I don't like that at all. Well, Let's erase those arrows. Yeah. So this, we started with the negative first. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to go to the positive, the direction of growth okay. or <sighs> integration. Yeah. And so starting again with the one. So you're going to see the, uh, how this plays out because now it's kind of like the reverse 
of what we just said. Mm-hmm. So the one, their space of growth is to go to the seven. All right. Mm-hmm. And so when a one is in a healthy space, they can really lean into the joy of the seven. So again, we're looking at the healthy aspects. When you're in the healthy side of the one, you can move into the healthy side of the seven mm-hmm. and have a lot of joy, a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that mm-hmm. actually in, in some ones. Yeah. Then the okay. seven moves to the five. And so this is where that uh, joyful, healthy seven really leans into um, being contemplative, thinking things through that a seven would. Mm-hmm. So, you know, being able, instead of being that like jovial person all the time to also have space of just quiet reflection. Okay. Yeah. Yep. The five then moves to the space of the eight in a healthy way. Okay. Oh, yeah. So a little more driven mm-hmm. and not hoarding or information, yes. but actually executing that. Stepping into action. Okay. Exactly. Look how smart you are. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Wait a second. I have another sound effect. Yes. Okay, that's enough. He's here all day, friends. <laughs> <laughs> the eight, then, in a healthy uh, place, moves to the two. And so I think this is that uh, place of really where I was conditioned mm-hmm. to be a two, which in the long run was probably a really good thing for me. Thinking of others, empathy, loving others. Okay. Um, the two moves into yep. the healthy space of the four. Mm-hmm. So instead of just giving, giving, giving to everybody else, taking time, really reflecting on how they're really feeling, taking time for themselves, having that self-care. Okay. That makes sense as well. Mm-hmm. The four moves into the space of the one. I don't get that one. Okay. Well, it's, that's yes. harder. So the four, uh, as that original person, if they are in a healthy space, they will really take on the structure having routines and rhythms like a one would have okay instead of if a dark place for a four means that they're just kind of just going and not really like if they don't have routine they can just be in that dark space Mm -hmm. so that helps them when they're unhealthy to have that that routine okay so the nine going to a place of growth is the three yes i agree yes so Mm -hmm. getting things done being productive this is probably too what makes you and your wife such a great team Maybe. Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting to see some of the <laughs> dynamics of people who are actually married to people who bring that out in them. Yeah. So. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So the nine moves to three, that effectiveness, having that inertia, mm-hmm. you know, combating the inertia. Yeah. But we would never say with relationships that two numbers have to go together. No. Or two numbers can't go together. No. I just want to throw in that qualifier. Right. Because I've. I've heard that in the air somewhere right. out there. Who should I who should I date? Don't overthink that. <laughs> no. No. Okay. No. And then the three in a healthy place moves to the six in their healthy place. So the three being more thoughtful, being prepared, um, kind of thinking things through more than just trying to reduce their anxiety by performance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's some loyalty that's loyalty. Positive. Again, more this idea of uh, what will help the group versus what will just help me. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And then the six uh, goes to the nine. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Enneagram U. And if you enjoy the content that you're hearing here, you might also enjoy some of the other content that we have available at vufaith.com. That's vufaith.com. We'll see you there. And now back to Enneagram U. Six. So, yeah. Congratulations, mm-hmm. six. Yes. Just, <laughs> just, you have just, arrived. Just kidding. Yes. I'm just kidding. 
Yeah. I yeah. Gotcha. But that space of, you know, for sixes being able to kind of even take a break from the worry to uh, not feel like they have to be prepared for every battle, but just mm-hmm. to be able to, to find where they can have true peace. A little more slothful. Yeah. A little more <laughs> relaxed. So again, this is where we want to recognize that all of us on any given day can be in our healthy space, average, unhealthy. And so it's what we need to do to move out. What's the path from our average and unhealthy back into health? And so we can use these arrows as bridges uh, to get back into health, especially the the growth uh, arrow. So like if I'm having a day or if I'm having a conflict with someone, I really need to take that bridge of the two and go, okay, what would it really mean to love this person Mm -hmm. instead of just seeing this person now as my enemy, Mm -hmm. which is important. Um, And so that helps us in our growth. For me, if I say, I know that uh, if let's say I'm not, I'm having trouble getting inertia. Mm -hmm. I can think of the three and person that is a worker, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I think about the fact that once I get started, I'm always good. So I just have to kind of push back against Mm -hmm. that inertia and, take on those characteristics that's right. of a three. Yeah, yeah. So that's for all of us. You know, and we don't just arrive at the healthy uh, compartment and then just live there forever. We'd love to. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we just need to recognize honestly, like, okay, where am I at today mm-hmm. in my number? Am I feeling more that average or unhealthy? And if I am, hey, this just gives us some steps to move into more of that healthy space. And you said there are two. Is this the first? This is the first theory. Is this there- is the first theory. So the other one is a little, uh, a little more... Um, easier to define. And so that would be that actually both arrows, we need to be aware of the positives and the challenges for each of the arrows. So it would be more more of a complicated blending. Well, really it would be, so we'll take, for example, the one Mm -hmm. has the arrows to the seven and the four. And so what uh, this theory would say is to be aware of the strengths for the seven and the four, but also the areas of challenge for Mm -hmm. the seven and the four, Um, just to be aware that you can take on both attributes. I've got a problem. Okay. I think that I'm too lazy for that theory. (laughs) (laughs) Feels. Yes. Well, and this is where we wanted to stay in our number. So for you, it would just be thinking of what are the negatives and the strengths of the six and the negatives and the strengths of the three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Seems like a lot though. Yes. Still. Well, that's why we're going to have an app. Called yes. something really creative. Right. If we only Enneagram. had a four to tell us what it, that would be. Yes. Well, yeah. maybe it would be yeah. the Enneagram U app. We could yes. keep that simple. We could. And look at you driving forward. I know. You're just I've like, already well, got a plan. Yep. When can we get this done? <laughs> can you get me some some test of this by next week? Right after my nap. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, Well, and ultimately, you know, as we think about, and you've mentioned this before, um, the goal is for each of us to be able to really move into the other numbers. You know, so if we look at the Enneagram as that circle, and you're, you know, nines are able to already do this. um, But the healthier that we get, the more we're able to see that we can have access to all the other numbers. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, even for me as an eight, even though I don't have an arrow to the four, um, that the healthier I am, the more I might find myself enjoying things that are creative. Mm-hmm. So, so is it more natural? Uh, I guess it is because there are arrows. It's more natural than for you to move to the two mm-hmm. and, and, the, and the then it would one? be the five and the five. Mm-hmm. But the other ones might be a more of a stretch, right? Okay. Because although know, your wing are. Although your wings are right there. Right. But the arrows are the ones that you want to focus on. You don't necessarily need to know the arrows for your wings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But for me, I mean, I really like this 
theory where it's actually the the both. You do. Uh, I do. Okay. I see it in myself. Okay. Um, I definitely see how I can move to, uh, again, loving and caring for people in the two. But I also see that I can I can be prone to some codependency and not even know. So that would be the unhealthy side of the two. Now, the five, I can see for me, like, again, in the negative side being in my head, but I can also see the positive side of it slowing me down and helping me think before I act. Okay. Yeah. It's a lot. It is a lot. Yes. It is a lot. People should write a book on this or something. Oh. (laughs) They have. I know. Isn't it crazy to think that the first book was not written about the Enneagram until the 1980s? It is pretty crazy considering how much information there is. And And that it's been around since the 1920s. Right. Yeah. But yet that oral tradition, and now it seems like I wonder, so maybe there were probably a few books in the 1980s, but Mm -hmm. well, since probably 2000, well, I'd say since 2008. On, mm-hmm. yeah, we talked about that crazy. a little bit. Like, I can't remember the the dates and when it really started to take off. But you're right, mm-hmm. you're right. It was like the mid two thousands, and and yeah. there's probably a lot of books we should Google it. If I only had a phone, well, mm-hmm. but I wonder how many apps that there are out there that would be able to uh, be so know. helpful as the what we'll look. come up with. We could look. <laughs> Want to look right now? I bet there is. Come on. As my dad used to say, who was a six, if it was a good idea, someone else already came up I with know. it. I <laughs> know. How true is that? <laughs> yeah, it's not very inspiring. And it may be one of our listeners that has already put yeah. this to the, the yeah, test. I don't think you should think that way. I think that's the negative part of the six. Yeah. Um, yeah, an app Enneagram? that you could just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. Let's see. Here we go. I bet it's just testing. Most of them are testing. Any app... There's yes, one. that is a good one that for testing. Oh, it's testing. Have you have you done? You probably have done that one with all the tests that you've <laughs> probably. Done. Wait, my name's on this. Yes. No, let's see. Yeah, Sign Enneagram, in. personality types, blueprint, an Enneagram, psychology and compatibility. See, we need a how to relate to others yeah. Enneagram app. It might be here. You know how the app store can be. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of apps that okay. have the word Enneagram. No, no, they're out. They're out. That's, there's only like three or four. Okay. I mean, maybe there's some that just aren't showing up here on the top. Yeah. Okay, it could happen. If it you, could happen. If you're listening and you have an idea of what to put in our new app, <laughs> you can just go to vufaith.com and fill out some form on that website and we'll eventually see it. Yes. If you have the ability and the time yeah. and wouldn't mind giving us all the credit and the money. Right, exactly. We'll get a deal for you. That's right. All right. Yes. You can code that out. Yeah. <laughs> Oh well, my goodness. Like you said too with the arrows, it would be great for our our listeners to be able to see the picture. So maybe if we can put that on the show notes uh or a, a, link, way, to a link to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to be able to see uh the numbers as they're connected together. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. What else we got about these things? They seem like it seems like this by itself could take some time. Yeah. Well, this is the probably deeper end of the Enneagram pool. Mm-hmm. You know, because it does take some time and, and for you as you're listening, just really connecting and even figuring out your core number, you know, is important. And that sometimes takes some time. As I know for me, mm-hmm. it was five years. Now, not that everybody has that long of a right. journey. I was so uh, clouded. Well, but also the tools have changed. Yes. And maybe gotten a little better mm-hmm. since you started too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, the next step, uh, you know, as we get into the pool of uh, learning about it would be just your wing, you know, which is the mm-hmm. stronger wing or like you're finding, maybe it's that I'm really experiencing both. Yeah. Or there is this high probability that I am lying to myself. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> and you know, that is going to, if you're lying to yourself like I am, that is going to blow up your Enneagram number, I promise. Well, I mean, we laugh about that, but there is a struggle of who we really are versus who we want to be. You said something a couple of weeks ago. What was it? It's something about looking at yourself or what one of your friends used to tell you. Um, what's it like to be on the other side yes, of me? Yes. Oh, yeah. I know. So if you have someone that's close to you, you could ask them, like, mm-hmm. how do you experience me? Yeah. Because, you know, when I reached out to my husband and said that my friend thought I was an eight, mm-hmm. like his affirmation, I mean, it was a hmm, dot, 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 not like a, yep, you are, but it was like, hmm. Right. I was like, oh my goodness. I've never had anyone say anything but a nine for me. Darn it. No conflict here. I know. Maybe I'm lying to myself and everyone else. That could be it. No, but see, it's what you want to be versus who you are. It's a struggle. All right. Yeah. Man, this was a lot, Kelly. I know. So we have one more thing to say, so you can't shut off the podcast just yet. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Enneagram U this week. Check us out at vufaith.com, and we will see you next time. Bye, Kelly. Bye, Damon. Bye, Damon.